Have you ever thought about starting your own podcast? When I was trying to get this podcast off the ground, I had a lot of questions. How do I record an episode? How do I get my show into all the apps people like to listen? How do I make money from my podcast? The answer to every one of these questions is really simple. Anchor. Anchor is the one-stop shop for recording, hosting, and distributing your podcast. The best of all, it's 100% free and ridiculously easy to use. And now Anchor can match you with great sponsors who want to advertise on your podcast. That means you get paid the podcast right away. In fact, that's what I'm doing right now by reading this ad. So come on. Come on to Anchor. Get your podcast started. It's the best way to podcast. It's easy. It's free. Can't be free. Come on over right now. And you get paid to podcast. So if you always wanted to start a podcast, make money doing it, go to anchor.fm forward slash start. That's anchor.fm forward slash start to join me in a diverse community of podcasts already using Anchor. That's anchor.fm forward slash start. I can't wait to hear your podcast. Let's get it. Get ready for another episode of Unpopular Opinion. I'm your host for today like I am every single day of the week, Monday through Friday here on Unpopular Opinion. Grand Jefe, how y'all doing today, ladies and gentlemen? Thursday, May 31st, last day of the of the, uh, of the month before we get into June. Summer has officially started. It's hot as ever, especially out here in El Paso where I'm at. It's, it's like the, you're talking about the desert. This is the real, real desert. I mean, the real, real desert. It was already hundred. It was already hitting hundred, hundred degree temperatures um, earlier in the month. So I can only imagine what um, what uh, June and July uh, got for us in August, because it still be hot here in August and September. But anyway, hey, I got a. We got a nice little lineup for you guys today on the show. Um, we're going to start off talking with some uh, Colin Kaepernick, um, his lawyer. Um, you know, I was on Twitter uh, seeing Pro Football Focus had um, put up a link about um, Colin Kaepernick lawyer was saying, stated that uh, he has some, that the case that they're going to be in right now, um, if you guys haven't been following Air Reed, Colin Kaepernick, you know, they filed a collusion case against uh the NFL. Well, Eric Reed filed a collusion case, not Colin Kaepernick, but that's also Colin Kaepernick's lawyer and um Eric Reed lawyer. They both share the same lawyer. And he he told Pro Football Focus, you know, that and I quote, this case is about to take a dramatic turn. Somebody has decided they were going to dime out the NFL. You know, so I had to put on my investigative hat, you know. Uh there's an article uh written by uh Michael David Smith uh, of NBC Sports, you know, he posted that this morning. He posted a thing this morning. You know, he was saying that the uh that the um the attorney and he said the attorney for the for former 49ers Colin Kaepernick and Eric Reed is hinting that a witness in their collusion case can come forward with concrete evidence of a conspiracy to keep them out of the lead for kneeling during the national anthem. You know, and then his lawyer obviously said, I would stay tuned because this case is about to take a dramatic turn. Now, when they asked him what did he mean uh, by that, he, um, he, he declined to go further uh, on the situation, which is smart, until... You know, all the ducks are in a row, as they would say, you know, uh, 
So this is this is actually pretty big, man. And now uh, if you haven't been following, you got to be living under a rock. Uh, basically, you know, Colin Kaepernick decided to take a knee two years ago. Uh, when they asked him about why he was doing it, he said because that the, the this country don't stand for what they believe in. You know, all the police brutality. You know, of the black and brown people. You know, um, is so that's why he was kneeling. And obviously, the NFL's been keeping him out. We all got our opinions on that. We are listen. Anybody in their right mind should know Colin Kaepernick should be uh, in the NFL. Like it's is uh, it, it it really shouldn't even be a, a argument or even a discussion, you know, on whether or not he should be in the NFL. I mean, we got quarterbacks that's throwing three, four interceptions in playoff games. Terrible quarterbacks. And you can't tell me that he that he that he's not better than a Matt Castle. You can't tell me he's not better than a Josh McCown. Or even a Geno Smith or Brian Hoyer. Blake Bortles, honestly. And he's a starting quarterback in this league. But you can't tell me that he can't be the second or third quarterback on any roster in the NFL. You're talking about a guy who's who's who took them to a Super Bowl after Alex Smith got hurt. And then to another NFC championship. He was one tip pass away. One tip pass away. From 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 making it two straight Super Bowls appearances, two straight Super Bowl appearances, one tip pass away. If 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 Richard Sherman was probably six two instead of six three, whatever he is, he wouldn't have he wouldn't have been able to the the tip that pass. So we all know. You know what's going on. We already know that they're trying to keep him out of the NFL. You know, and then the president, you know, they got his backing. Um, they got his backing, and 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 it's just a another way of 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 keeping him out of the league. And then Eric Reed, we know it. Come on, we know Eric Reed should also be in the league. So this is going to be an interesting development on um on on how this shakes out uh and and how this plays out because. If he's saying that this case is about to take a dramatic turn and somebody's about to dime out the NFL, then that means it got to be somebody who's closely associated with one of these organizations, one of these teams, either front office personnel, you know, a scout or agent, you know, the GM, you know, somebody, you know, somebody that's somebody that's plugged in enough who's had conversations with owners or GMs. In order to for him to come out and say something of that nature, that things are about to take a dramatic turn, stay tuned. Because somebody's going to dime out the NFL. When you say stuff like that, that's not that's not that's not taken lightly, especially especially given the circumstances of the case of, of, of in which they're trying to pursue, you know, they they're going to have to try. They're going to have to prove their job, meaning Kaepernick and Airy and uh, Garagos. I can't remember his first name right off the top of my head. Um, they're going to have to try to prove. I mean, they're going to have to have solid concrete evidence, not just prove concrete evidence that the NFL is is conspiring to keep them out of the league. And it based and it's not being based on talent. 
because I think we all know they have the talent to be in the NFL. Like that's 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 that that'll be a a just total ridiculous statement to say that uh that Eric Reed and Ka- and Colin Kaepernick does not have the proper skills needed to play at the highest level. Anybody that's saying that is out of their mind. I mean, just just completely out of their mind. Switching focus though, um, we got game one of the of the NBA Finals tonight. Game one, seven o'clock Mountain Standard Time, nine p.m. Eastern Eastern Standard Time. You know, I've been seeing some interesting storylines. LeBron obviously going to get swept if he beat this Warriors team. Uh, this would be his greatest achievement because nobody's really giving him and the Cleveland Cavaliers any chance to win this series. And rightly so, you know, any basketball fan, real fan outside of Cleveland, I mean, you know, you would think uh, Golden State is going to win this series, you know. And I'm sure even they thinking like this, this would be a tall task. You know, this this is a really, really tall task here that 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 we're going up against. So, you know, I don't see um there there definitely is is a is a very uh heavy underdog, you know. Vegas is not giving Cleveland any chance. But they do have the best player in the world on their team. And not only do they have the best player on the world on their team, he's playing like the best player in the world right now. He's playing like it. So, I can, I changed my opinion from yesterday. I believe the Cavs can come out and still gain one with Andre Iguodala being on the bench. As I stated yesterday, he would definitely be their primary defender. I mean, their primary defender on LeBron. If you do remember back in 2015, when the Golden State Warriors won their first title, uh, well, the first of this series of titles that they won. Um, Andre Iguodala won finals MVP by Gordon LeBron, a guy who had already averaged 35 points. That's the guy that wins MVP. So, th- so that tells you the level of concern, but not only concern, but the level of importance of Andre Iguodala. Because... This guy comes off the bench and wins finals MVP just for guarding a guy who averaged 35 points a game. Now, let that sink into you. <laughs> he wins final MVP for, for basically not letting the guy average 50, 45, 40. <laughs> yeah, you kept him to 35 points. Uh, I think you did a good enough job. Let's give you finals MVP. <laughs> Why not, right? And then it goes the same for um, the year before that when Cleveland played San Antonio. Outside of LeBron James, nobody else did anything for that Miami Heat team. Chris Bosh didn't do anything. D-Wade was hurt. The rest of the team, yeah, we ain't even going to go there. Kawhi Leonard gets finals MVP just for guarding LeBron, and LeBron averaged 27 on him. That, like... (laughs) Like, let that let that soak in for you. 
we give a guy and back-to-back years, back-to-back years, finals MVP, just for guarding, basically just for not letting the guy get 50 points. That's 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 basically what it comes down to. We get those guys, we get those guys finals MVP just because they didn't let LeBron do what he wanted to do. <laughs> Ain't that something, right? So if Andre Iguodala is not playing, if he's not playing um game one, I think Cleveland has a chance to uh dethrone Golden State in game one and take home court. It won't be easy. It definitely will not be easy. They're playing at Oracle. Oracle, as they call it. So, it won't be easy. By no stretch of the imagination. But, without Andre Iguodala, I don't see. Clay, if LeBron get in his mindset that I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get to the basket at all costs, does not matter. Who's guarding me? You know, I'm going to get to the basket. He's going to be able to get to the basket. Draymond Green can't guard LeBron. His LeBron's first step is too fast. Klay Thompson is too small. Kevin Durant is also too small. He has the length and the height, but he's also too small. What works out for Andre Iguodala is... He's about the same height as LeBron. He's six seven. LeBron is only six eight, and he's just he's smaller, far as weight wise, but he's strong. He's able to bang with LeBron in the post. He, he's able to to keep LeBron tired. He, he's able to keep LeBron off balance. LeBron ain't willing to go down there and bang all the time, you know. And this is what I was saying about last year, Andre Iguodala. Um, Guarding LeBron James and he, you know, uh, well, Kevin Durant gets finals MVP last year. Uh, but LeBron averaged 33 points, 33.6 points a game, 10 rebounds. I mean, 10 assists, 12 rebounds, 33, 12, and 10. And people knock this guy for this, for going, well, Kevin Durant is the best player in the world. It shows you because he because he 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 won the game. You know he he won the finals. Kevin Durant was on the better team. Kevin Durant averaged thirty five points. LeBron averaged thirty three. And Kevin Durant is supposed to be some supreme score. How is that possible? <laughs> you averaged two more points than me, and you're a supreme score. And and those two points are 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 LeBron missing free throws from the line. 70% free throw shooter. That's terrible. Leaving plenty points at the line. Kevin Durant, 35, 8 and 8 rebounds, 5 assists. LeBron, 33, 12 and 10. And we knocked this guy for losing the finals against this team. How? Steph Curry averaged 26 points last year. Klay Thompson averaged 16. Draymond Green averaged 11. It's, it's, it's literally a complete total team effort. And that's why they got swept. I mean, well, gentlemen swept. So without Iggy, without Iggy, I see 
I can I can see Le, I can see LeBron and the Cleveland Cavaliers still in game one, even at Oracle. If Golden State come out flat, if they think that they just gonna come out and 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 you know walk all over um walk all over the Cavs, which they could very well do, you know, it's 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 highly it's highly plausible that that's what it happened. But if they come out flat, they come out turning the ball over, if they come out playing like they did against Houston, and it comes down to crunch time, I'm gonna pick LeBron James. And just to heart back on the two, the 2015 finals, the year that Iggy did win, when uh, Iggy did win Finals MVP, he averaged 16 points, five rebounds, four assists. Not bad numbers. He was a second leading scorer. Not bad numbers, right? The guy he's guarding, that they, why they gave him Finals MVP, he averaged 35.8 points a game, 13 rebounds, 8.8 assists a game. So, so if that's your Finals MVP, he's out. He's also your best defender on LeBron. I, I see no reason why the Cavs shouldn't have a have a good game. With that being said, I'm gonna go head over heart. I think Golden State wins Game One. I think for all the many reasons that you've already heard me point out, they're playing at Oracle. They still have Kevin Durant. They still have Draymond Green. They still have um, Clay Thompson. They still have Sean Livingston. The rookie Bell, he's he's playing good. Looney is getting is getting deep minutes. That's only gonna gonna increase his confidence. You know, Swaggy P is starting to feel like Swaggy P and not whatever it is that he you know. So, I think the Warriors take Game One, but I think Cleveland takes Game Two. I think LeBron is going to be ready in game two. I think he's going to come out passive. That's why, and that's another reason why I'm picking Golden State to win game one. Because I think that he will come out passive. I think he will come out passing the ball to try to get his teammates involved. Which is which is a good idea if they're hitting shots. But LeBron's thing is, he don't know when to, when to stop that. Okay, they done missed a few shots. Now it's my turn to to, to take over, you know. We can try this again later in the game. I mean, to, not, and to his credit, it worked out in Game Seven against Boston. He 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 kept feeding him. He kept feeding him. He kept feeding him, and then they hit some 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 big time shots in the clutch in the fourth quarter for him. J.R. Smith, excuse me, and Jeff Green. That is, they both hit some clutch shots in the fourth. Jeff Green hit a nice corner three. J.R. Smith hit like a wing three, and that, those were big time buckets at that particular stage in the game. So I think LeBron will come out passive this game, uh, trying to feel, feel, get a feel for the game, try to get a feel for his teammates, to see where his teammates' head at, to see where his teammates' confidence is at. They really going to need George Hill to play big in this series. George Hill is going to have to be the Indiana George Hill. Back when him and Paul George and Lance Stevenson and Roy Hibbert and David West and all them boys was 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 squatting up, that's the George Hill that we need to see tonight. We don't need to see the George Hill that's looking to pass the ball to LeBron, who's who's literally deferring at every inch of opportunity that he have. Even when he get a big man switched on, he's still looking to pass the ball to LeBron instead of be aggressive. But that's the one thing I'm playing with LeBron. You don't you 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 you're trying to over cater to him. Instead of just playing your game, I think if George Hill get to just playing basketball like he did in Game Three of the Boston series, Game Four of that Boston series, I believe Game Four he had twenty points. Uh, 
you know, if he can get to that George Hill, Indiana George Hill, aggressive George Hill, just be aggressive. That's 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 really all you need to do. Just get aggressive. Just be aggressive. Don't defer. And LeBron need to come out and be aggressive in order for them to win game one. I don't think they win games one, but they have an opportunity to win game one because LeBron could have a big night tonight without Iggy. Make sure you guys tune into to my podcast Monday through Friday. That's going to be it for today, guys. Uh, we'll be back tomorrow to discuss game one of these NBA finals. That's a fact.